you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and it is my favorite day of the week. It is Friday, and not because it is the weekend, but because it's Unique Leaders Live. I am so excited to have my guest today, Dr. Amon, with me. I heard Dr. Amon's story on Clubhouse several months ago and asked if he would join me on Unique Leaders Live. My heart is to share with you people's compelling stories that will resonate with you, that you will see yourself in these stories. And, you know, this started truly out of that place of sharing with you. They say that success leaves clues. Well, I don't like clues. I want the whole story for you because I want you to be able to see that you can uh, understand that it's not uh, a person being special. It is about their journey and that their compelling journey of never stopping and that evolution. So Dr. Mon will be with me and share his story. Uh, but before we do, I would love you to share this out. Share this out on all your social media platforms. Um, go to YouTube and uh, subscribe to the Unique Leaders Live page. It will help others find us because people have said again and again, they're so appreciative of my guests and their stories. And then on Tuesday, it will be on all of the uh, podcasting platforms. That way you can take a walk, you can work out, you can do anything in the, your house and listen to all of these stories. But you need to go to iTunes and subscribe because it really will help other people finding the Unique Leaders Live show and podcast. So without further ado, I would like you to meet Dr. Aman. Hi. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, Dr. Mon, as I shared in the intro that I, uh, you know, met you, so to speak, on Clubhouse. And on Clubhouse, of course, you only, it's an audio app, so you only hear the person. So, um, it's great to see you and uh, join with you with your story. So, if you would, just go back to... Um, you, where you were born and a little about your beginning uh, life as a child and then what uh, the evolution to where you are today. Well, uh, again, hi, uh, hello, hello everyone. Thank you for having me here, it's a great honor. Uh, I was born in Iran. It's, uh, it's, it's actually a popular, well-known country in Middle East. Yes. Uh, I, I believe that many of your audience probably know the country. Yes, I was born and raised in Iran back in 1984. And uh, yeah, like many other Middle Eastern families, I, yeah, it's like pretty much like a regular, uh, ordinary family. And uh, yeah, I started my journey as a medical student at age 17. And uh, yeah, over maybe last 20 years now, I'm just... Now, let me, excuse me. So you were a medical student at 17, and where did you do that study? In Iran? In Iran, yes. So. Okay. Yeah, at the, um, the, like since 
then I was just uh, practicing, studying, working around health and uh, wellness. Recently, I'm just trying to discover new horizons of well-being. And what was your field of study uh, uh, in the, your medical practice? Uh, well, so I, I graduated as a general surgeon, mm -hmm. like almost limited to say 12 years after I entered medical school. And then I uh, worked in a, in a drug war zone for two years. I volunteered as a trauma surgeon. Well, in that area, it's not so like subspecialty. Uh, so you just, as a, as a surgeon, I took care of trauma patients, like general surgeries, sometimes gynecologies, like, like all, all aspects of surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for two years, I served there in like in southern Iran. It's a, like most, one of the most unfortunate places. And then like along my journey, I relocated to, I've been relocated to Dubai to start a practice on plastic surgery, which at least that was the plan, it didn't happen as mm -hmm. yeah. And so when you were in the war zone, so to speak, what, um, <clears throat> in southern Iran, uh, what was the, uh, when the, you used the term war, who was the war with? Oh, it's a drug war zone. So drug war zone. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. And what does that mean? What does that really mean to people that are not familiar with the uh, the world that you're speaking about? Oh well, hopefully, I hope that no one actually is familiar with that term. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So drug war zone. They're like there are different places in, around the world. Drug war zones, like probably in Mexico or anywhere that is drug involved. So. There are cartels, I see. of course, governments, and it's a war. It's an ongoing day by day, day to day war, which is not uh, probably known or recognized as war. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's, it's shooting, and it's like two different, you know, like many wow. more different groups. It's a war. Yeah. Wow. Like you said, uh, people in the United States uh, are familiar on some level with the cartel. Uh, from Mexico, but we, like you just said, we're really not understand, do not understand the complexity and the ruthlessness of it. And um, it's, yes, wow. So when you um, left Iran and went to Dubai to become a plastic surgeon, so that's a whole different world. Yeah. Uh, was that difficult? Uh, just, I'm talking about to get out of Iran and move to Dubai, was that difficult to get your papers and the like transferred to practice, med uh, to do surgery in uh, Dubai? Well, not really. I mean, so I, uh, I'm a poet as well. Mm -hmm. Let's just start with that one. Yes. As an artist, and I have always been fascinated by the process of healing and not just medicine, and let's say physical health. I've always mm -hmm. been working, thinking around. But uh, after two years in that area, I, I learned so many like different life lessons. But mm -hmm. I, at certain point, I was disappointed. And I just decided to choose the other side, which is like materialistic side of mm -hmm. it, like, mm -hmm. you know, business side of it. 
yes. uh, medicine. But it's not, it's not, that was not a complication for me. I just, that was easy to, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. Dubai is well, like not one hour flight and people just go back and forth. It's a little bit complicated how to start working as a, like, it's just not easy to start working, but yeah, I got mm -hmm. certified. That was not. But that is what, back to your um, being an artist and a poet, is what really drew me to you that day when I heard you on Clubhouse, because you, you know, identified um, that you were a surgeon. I don't want to jump too far ahead yet, but that, but you were absolutely sharing your heart, and it was loud and clear what you were sharing with you know, uh, whomever was listening and, um, it resonated with me. Uh, and so, and, the, and I immediately actually DM'd you, uh, on Instagram. I mean, I was sitting outside by a pool. I remember very clearly and, um, the swimming pool. And I was, it was kind of cloudy outside and I was just sitting there doing work and, uh, just to be outside. And I had Clubhouse on on the, you know, kind of on the side there. And I was sort of listening. But then you came on and uh, you truly resonated with me. And that's how, you know, like you said, you're an artist. I kind of look in my spirit that way, that um, creative and that um, I just you really resonated. So but very interesting point what you just said. So I'm going to you said you went to the war zone to obviously help. Correct. I mean, there was something about it that you wanted to help as a surgeon, but you were there two years and you became very discouraged and decided that you would you, you said to move to Dubai and work in, in a more of a business financial remuneration or, uh, you know, um, wealth building uh, versus just giving. Is that correct? Am I interpreting that correctly? Absolutely. Yes, this is mm -hmm. exactly what's uh... You know, the case was discouragement or maybe disappointment or, yeah, I, I was not mm -hmm. fulfilled, even though that was like a massive experience. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. An experience that you will draw from for the rest of your life on many levels. Yes. So then you moved to Dubai. And what year would this have been, Dr. Aman? Uh, excuse me. Uh, could you please repeat the question again? What year did you move to? Uh, I'm trying to get a timeline in my brain. What year did you move to Dubai? Well, so I, uh, let's say that was 20, 2020. I just did all my paperwork and all my certification and all the process was almost done. I, mm -hmm. I worked with uh, one of my colleagues to, to get, get certified and be prepared to start my, my own practice. Mm-hmm which uh never happened so i came to toronto i had like about two months time free time which in between i just came here to visit my family and uh then this pandemic happened and everything just stopped and i just you know started a new kind of like lifestyle everything was just planned another way <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, on some level, um, uh, now I don't want to say predestined, but a directive. So what you're saying is that you um, had a plan to go to Dubai and start a practice. You got your paperwork done, and then all of a sudden this whole shift in the world happened, and you decided to come to Toronto where your family is. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Gotcha. Okay. So now that is so 2020. So you've been there uh, two years and, um, and somewhere along the line of that, you discovered clubhouse. And, um, and so you, on some participate in clubhouse but what are you doing um today i mean i don't mean today's physically but in general and what are your plans for the future and then share a little bit about your heart uh, you know of where you see the world going uh let me start with this fact that so why did i got discouraged in many different levels mm-hmm. uh, during my practice. I have, so when it's like in a war zone or that, that kind of area, when there's, there's a conflict, there is like a shooting, there's always like mass casualty. Mm-hmm. It, surgeries and uh, trauma and yeah, so that's, it's the, that was the case, like a routine. Uh, one day I had this maybe 15 years old kid on my table, internal bleeding, massive, uh, pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like kind of sure that the, the, the boy is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was lucky. He was a fighter. I was lucky and uh, he survived. I must be proud and happy about what I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I step out of this theater to talk to the family to deliver the good news. Mm-hmm. The family was just there to receive the body. They, they were so disappointed, and everyone was just in. in, in I, I assumed that they were, they were in shock. But when I actually delivered the good news that your kid is going to be okay. His father, like in a numb kind of state, he asked me that he didn't die. And uh, I was like a little bit surprised, but following his mom, which is not so common in that area for a woman to speak, she whispered kind of mm-hmm. that next time for sure. Oh my. Yeah. And that whisper is probably the loudest voice in my head ever since. I, it, you know, like in, in a fraction of a second, I just, you know, from like this proud surgeon who saved a kid, just turned to someone who actually did nothing, is who said that next time I will be there or mm-hmm. my patient is going to be that lucky or what is the point of just suturing right. up? this yes. wounds and uh so that was the one of the many sure uh, discouragements or like I, I saw there's something wrong there's something not working here <laughs> yes yeah maybe not far after this one maybe less yeah a couple of days later i received a letter from the board of the hospital Mm-hmm. Um, so they usually like give me like notice, but this one was a little bit different. They said, though, according to medical ethics of, you know, like the rules of ethics, it's not recommended to get 
involved emotionally with your patients. Mm. And I was just, I was thinking about the, why should they send me this kind of letter? And then I realized in, in another word, they are asking me not to hold my patient's hand when they see this. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was the, like, probably the, you know, the, the that letter mm -hmm. broke the camel's back. And I said, mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this, that was, so, but I choose probably out of anger and maybe frustration. So I, I, I just gave up of the healing part of medicine. Mm -hmm. And I decided just to be focused on the business side. So okay, I'm going to be like, I can easily just start my, my practice in Dubai. And I just turned to uh, other side of the business, uh, the, the, in my practice. Right. Yes. But when everything, so to talk about the pandemic, when it happened and I was like here in Toronto and everything was just so suddenly it was a big change for everyone. I, I believe that you definitely remember that day that they announced the pandemic, like before there was just talking about it. But when they mm -hmm. announced the pandemic, it was like a huge pause. And then like, it's like this Hollywood movies that everything just stopped okay. with uh, probably like a sound effect. It's that, that was exactly what happened to me too. And uh, it gave me the opportunity, time to start hearing it my inner voice some mm -hmm. side is telling me that yes yeah, so maybe you're you're disappointed with that part but uh so i cannot practice in canada i'm stuck here i have my my uh contract in dubai got cancelled everything just stopped and i'm just i don't know what to do mm. and i start my like about a year, I was just struggling. So at the beginning, I didn't, I didn't even believe it. So yeah, this will be, you know, it will be okay next month, next month, mm -hmm. like maybe a couple of months, you know, that right. going to be okay. Uh, so then I started my, uh, my social media presence, which, so I'm not speaking the language. I don't know the society. I don't know these people. I don't know what to say. I'm a poet, but like who is going to listen to a poet here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just combine my poetry with my like a performance and music and editing and like it's all new. I've never made a video before. But yeah, so over the last maybe nine months, mm -hmm. I started in January 2021. It's growing like now it's like half a million people around all social media platforms that are following my content. And that maybe like maybe after maybe not long maybe after a couple of months i realized that maybe you can not practice there are places that your scalpel cannot reach but they cannot prevent you from helping people to heal exactly and that is the way that i just you know i, I this is a whole new world to me right? turn to some maybe holistic approach of yes yes now you so your sister i believe you said lives in toronto is other family members there oh no my sister lives in toronto i have family in u.s oh family in u.s okay 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 so the 110 percent i mean god works you know i truly believe fervently that um 
we can't limit God and God is in everyone and everything. And even in that uh, war zone. But again, man is evil, basically. And um, but so it's that fight between good and evil and that you are an enlightened soul and are going to continue on and do profound things. And God has a plan. And that's what I heard loud and clear sitting by that swimming pool uh, on a cloudy afternoon when you were sharing and um, uh, how you, you know, monetize that. I, you know, I don't know, but uh, you obviously will. But I, <clears throat> and I have a question about your license. So can you not apply for a license in um, Canada or a medical a license to practice? Well, so um that's that's an interesting question actually it's not about me my story is a little bit different i will get to my story but i just wanted to acknowledge this fact that when doctors from other countries come to north america they are they actually started a really tough period of time oh, i see they cannot practice these guys like they are practicing medicine as long as my age some of them and mm -hmm. they they just came here to you know hoping to start a new life most of the time like majority of them just caring about their children not themselves but anyway so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but m many of them end up working in walmart or any other places just to take you know be able to take care of themselves sure sure yeah my uh so and there's like exams which are complicated but in my case, I, as I said, the first year for me was just discovering to learn how things are working here. Yes. I realized that in order to be able to practice in Canada, I need to go through two exams, which is like a written and like a performing like an OSCE exam. Mm -hmm. uh, this exam usually takes like years, like between three to five years to oh. get ready and pass them like, uh, I passed both exams in one year, in like my first year here. And now I, yeah, I just, I got over the exams and I, I'm ready to get my license in Canada. Okay. But uh, yeah, so the, the fact is that I just, I did it. Maybe at the beginning, I, I just wanted to do this because it was just my only way. Mm -hmm. But then the more I was just discovering the other aspects Yes. I just decided to continue with that uh, option just mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm not making any decision out of devastation. I mm -hmm. have all my options ready. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. I'm going to do anything with that, that is like, it's not out of just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, limitation or frustration. I can practice, but if I'm not, I'm just that's another reason. So do you, you know, I don't often ask these questions, but your story is so compelling um do, where do you because i'm asking this as well for our get our uh, viewers um many people have not most all people have not gone through what you've gone through that are watching this or listening to this i say most because this is international platform but um but they haven't. And what I mean by that is you're from Iran, you are a physician, you uh, worked in this war zone, you went to Dubai to start a new life, you came to uh, Toronto, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, on and on. Many people, though, are facing similar crossroads, similar, where 
that the life that they thought they were going to live has either um, they lost their job, the job has changed so drastically that it doesn't look like, it doesn't feed them. I don't mean feed financially. It doesn't feed their spirit the same way. So they're at a crossroads. Um, I personally think it was wise for you to get, you know, to get your credentials. That way, like you said, you have options. But what you're saying really is that spiritually and emotionally, you're at, you are at a crossroads. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think when we, if we are honest to ourselves, mm-hmm. there's no crossroads. We know what we want. If you don't do this, it's maybe because of like many other reasons. But uh, this like inner voice that I mentioned, this pandemic, mm-hmm. It was a blessing to me, which was not a blessing for many, but for me, it was like the pause that I needed to mm-hmm. just get out of this idea of life. So just doing what people expect you to do. And, and eventually you get to the point that you go back and see if that was not what I wanted. That was mm-hmm. not what I planned. That was not what I'm passionate about. And uh, yeah, so who said that life is going to be the way that people say, and this is the way that like right. many people just start, like you go to school, get a degree, work, 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 die. I mean, it's not the way exactly. that it should be. Exactly. Uh, yeah, crossword, the crossroad isn't, I don't think it's that like for, for me itself, or I think the, the right thing is that there's no even option B. There's just. It's the, the journey. Yeah. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you just said it. I mean, it, the gift was the pause. And uh, you came and you had that pause. And I do think that a lot of people do understand that that pause was uh, beneficial in their lives. But that the reason I chose the word crossroads is that I, you know, speak to a lot of people, as you do. And I listen, let's say, also on Clubhouse and different uh, dynamics like that. And people are talking about reinventing themselves and creating new spaces and so forth. And what I, I am in agreement with you 100% um, that I look at my life and it's really just an evolution. I just uh, just listen, pray, listen and move. And it just is that uh, evolution. And those pauses are, are gifts. They are. They truly are gifts. Yeah. So uh, I, I understand that people, when you involve with this life, and of course, there's many, many different responsibilities. You need to take care of yourself, your family. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot just pivot and find, you know what? I just find my passion. I'm going to quit. Yes. Uh but it's a blessing to know what is your passion and if you just it's, don't treat it as a side hustle. It's, it's your main purpose. It's your gift. It's something inside that you, you've been meant to do this. And the rest is that the rest of the life can be your side hustle something. Yes. Very, very. It is. I say that all the time. That's part of my platform is that to, to find your purpose. Uh, it's revealed to you, really, your purpose and your passion. Um, you know, it, it's a gift to know that. So we'll get there in a minute because I have a question about that that I ask every guest. Um, so do you f- have you ever been to the United States? No. You have not. <clears throat> and prior to coming to Canada, had you ever been to Canada? Oh, yes. Yeah. So 
I, I, I am a Canadian resident, like officially the documentary stuff since 2018. Uh, but I never actually had a plan to move. I just kind of like to visit like maybe short tourist life. So pretty soon you'll be able to come to the United States and come for a visit at least. Yeah, and uh, it'll be great. And uh, so with your um, holistic integrative medicine, just call it that, do you see any specific direction in that or you're just still flowing? I mean, have you uh, started working on any level with that or are you still exploring that? Uh, well, I am not expert in, like this is something about people, Western medicine. Uh, there are many, uh, there are, let's say, negative aspects about Western medicine, of course. I believe that Western medicine, if we see the whole healing process or uh, wellness as a family, Western medicine is the youngest child. So we cannot just ignore it and say, oh, we don't like you anymore. It's just young, you know, it's going to make a lot of mistakes and come back and go back and forth. That's very generous of you. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you. But the fact is that so it's been around for a couple of hundred years. Other mm -hmm. modalities, other approaches, they've been there for thousands of thousands of years. So, but something good about Western medicine or this evidence-based uh, bio, uh, let's say, uh, the, the mod, you know, this the the let's say the the process of learning in Western medicine, you cannot be sure about anything. That's that's the first thing. So at, at a certain level, you realize that you know, we uh, genuinely do not know anything. There are many things that we don't know. So we have like this glass of water and this is ocean out there. Right. This, at this point, you know that so you can be just an expert in surgery, in this certain specific kind of surgery. and. Like when you just compare your knowledge with the knowledge out there, you know that you need to humble yourself. Mm. Yes. And that is something that I'm applying to all, many others. So I, I might know different stuff and different aspects of health, medicine, health, like any, anything, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. What is my, my, let's say, my passion or what, what I can do is connect people who are expert together. I see. To moderate their wow. between Western, Eastern wisdom, oh, yes. and try to find something in a middle ground too. Because at the end of the day, the purpose is just one thing. It's just all about healing and make not just healing, because healing brings you back to the even level. So you, you, this is not the purpose of life to be even. Yes. You need to be well. You just yes. like improve. Or at least you give back the word better than you receive. So uh, I'm just working on that part. And uh, yes, yeah, now that I can now, like with this, all this like social media presence, I, I mm -hmm. had many uh, options and like offers. So let's do this. Let's start coaching business. Let's start uh, this clinic. This is not, I mean, we just again mm -hmm. trapped in the idea that I just escaped. This is not uh, where Yes, yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, I, I'm a connector of sorts, too. Uh, that's essentially why I do this. Um, and But in my 
uh, wellness portion of my spa, Dr. Mon, in 2018. So prior to 2018, we did, you know, of course, injectables and other, you know, laser work and the like. But it was also a luxury day spa. And so I combined the two together in wellness with an infrared sauna, European style steam room. And so I was connecting it all. So in 2018, I injured my knee, my left knee, for the last time. And what I mean by that is I had injured it as a kid playing sports. And then over my adult life, you know, skiing and playing tennis and that movement. And of course, getting older, osteoarthritis set in. <clears throat> so I knew how to manage it with um, infrared light, uh, infrared light directly onto it, sitting in my infrared sauna. If it really got swollen, I'd put a compression little knee brace on it. But in the summer of 18, I uh, had a meniscus tear and I couldn't walk. And it, I mean, I was in pain, but I couldn't walk very well at all. Finally had an imaging done at an imaging clinic. And uh, the guy goes, oh, guess you need a knee replacement. But I had already done research on that because I'm a researcher of sorts because I manufacture and develop skincare products. And so <clears throat> I knew that the statistics of a knee replacement wasn't great. It was 60-40. So 40% doesn't work. Well, that was too high to me. And I didn't want surgery. I didn't want the pre-op, post-op, the downtime, all of that. And so I uh, knew of stem cell regenerative therapy. So I decided to research that and had um, one CC in my left knee. And three years later, I still have a new knee. But... I, I had such a remarkable response to it that people would say, what did you do? Because I was very visible and people knew me. And so I did research again and uh, saw that I could bring it to my clinic and started doing regenerative stem cell therapy. And so what really was wonderful about it for not only for my own personal outcome, but also seeing how it have really helped people. I recognize very clearly that the body wants to heal itself, like you're saying. And you're very kind in speaking about Western medicine because the word practicing medicine, well, that's what they're doing, you know, because there are no answers. So if this doesn't work, let's try that. If this doesn't work, let's try that. But would you agree that the body truly does want to heal itself? Uh, absolutely. And, and this is, I mean, it, it's not my uh, perspective. I cannot claim it that this is my. So even Western medicine mm -hmm. experts in the highest level, now they are shifting from, uh, so there are like diff different approaches. One once like when, uh, let's say, it, it's, it's the idea started with like, Descartes, which was like, there is a reason, you find the reason, you, uh, there must be just, uh, you know, like, uh, the process, you find the reason or the, the cause, you treat it, the outcome will be uh, solved, resolved. Mm -hmm. At the beginning in medicine, that's, that was like, it worked. It, it just turned from a lot of like, uh, not, uh, let's say, scientific facts to so the, the, the Western medicine started with facts and science. So this is the that's reason that's the bacteria, it causes disease and it's treatment. Awesome. So we're not yeah. we're dealing with like a lot of like ideas and like mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just, it's a science now. Mm -hmm. But over like maybe last 
200, like 150 years. The, the human part of the story has been fading yes. over and over. And yes. like, at a certain point, you don't even care who is that person that having yeah. this bacteria. The bacteria, the, the antibiotics, so it's now it's, it's resolved. Yes. But recently they realized that so that part is important. When you talk about the disease, you talk about the patient, not the mm -hmm. disease. Mm -hmm. If someone has like a infection, how it impacted their life, what is their expectation? It's not about, I know you don't know, you just listen to me. So I know you don't know, let me tell you. Let yes. me just make a decision together. But uh, about the healing, so as I said, like there are now two different approaches. The, the old one is like to treat and the new one is help to heal. It's mm -hmm. this is the way that yes. so, we yeah. are just helpers. We are not yes. just treaters. We help the body to heal him, it, itself. Yes. And mm -hmm. uh, as you said, it's a practice. There's nothing, and this is that we need to know as we, we all, like doctors of age. And it's sad that we see that there's a huge gap between physicians yes. and patients recently. They don't yes. trust them. And it's not, uh, this is, there are not enemies, but the, the approach over the last 100 years was yes. this way. But uh, I think the key point here is in medicine, we have rules. We have just basics that which is like to cure sometimes, mm -hmm. care always, but first do not harm. Mm -hmm. yes. If you just follow this path, it's that that would rebuild the trust. Yeah. Yes. And the mind-body connection is so powerful. And that's like you said, that the physicians, and it's not everyone, but the physician in general just doesn't even look at the patient. It's about the, it, the statistics, the information on the chart. And they go from the chart, not the human being. And it's, uh, but I do think, and I'd love to have your thoughts on this. I do think that this um, total mess of what's going on right now with the medical dynamic. And I'm not gonna go into specifics, uh, but I think this total mess is really bringing light to the, the average human being that they cannot just depend on that doctor doing the, the prescription and here do this. They have to take some uh, responsibility or all responsibility for their health. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I said, so it's not, so it's, it's actually this new approach, uh, take a lot of responsibilities off the, the physicians. They are not gods. They are just human beings with maybe a couple of years more studying mm -hmm. and a couple of like maybe years of experience, mm -hmm. but you cannot expect them to know everything. And it's, it's actually make them like depressed and like a lot of like, uh, burnouts and pressures it's because like people believe that, oh, so you're a doctor, you need to know, you have to know. I don't know. I mean, it's a, exactly. people ask a question about COVID and then they be hostile toward doctors. So how you don't know? So this is right. new, like, uh, this is it. And we don't, we are just following uh, protocols and that is how we learn how to mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, like maintenance is most, like definitely more important than how to yes. heal yes. or how to treat. So it's, it's inevitable that we will be uh, you know, we will get involved in different kinds of like physical, mental trauma, like disease and everything. But uh, if you take care of yourself, the best, that is the best treatment. Like lifestyle Amen. now is kind of like a medicine. Amen. Amen.
Well, we're winding down in our time, and I just there. I so blessed to have met you, and there's so many things that I would love to share with you, and so we'll do that offline, um, and thoughts and ideas because that is what I'm doing with my work currently, like you, to put programs together to help people begin to really think. Because as Napoleon Hill said, think and grow rich. Well, the greatest um, the greatest wealth we have is our health. And we have to think it's a mindset and we have to take responsibility. So it is um, such a blessing to have met you. I really feel that way. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure. But before we finish, I'm going to ask you the same question, Dr. Mon, that I ask everyone. And you've touched on this, but there's a book called Three Feet from Gold that was written by Sharon Lecter. I don't know if you've um, um, read anything from Sharon Lecter, but she's involved with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. She also, though, uh, was the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And so she's a formidable gal in her uh, very own right. But she and Greg Reed wrote a book called Three Feet from Gold. And not to share the whole story, but it started out with this guy from in, during the gold rush days and the turn of the century here in the United States. And he was from the East Coast. He had gold fever, as they called it. He went west, bought a piece of property and uh, started chiseling away, finding and searching out for his gold. And so he got very discouraged and he'd go into town and get his supplies and he was discouraged and finally gave up and he sold his property to a person locally. And that person in three feet struck gold. So Sharon, in this story, created her what she calls her success formula. And it is your passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals Um, success. Now, I'm not going to ask you all of those, but what I do ask everyone is what is your passion and what is your talent? What is my passion Mm -hmm. and what What is my talent? Talent. Mm -hmm. My passion is... I just don't want to, let's say, my my dream, my passion, my expectation is to live my life the fullest. I just don't want to leave anything just in potential. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring him to action. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And my talent is just maybe the, just being me. That's, that's, I love that. That's I love that. Yeah. Wow. I love that. No one has ever said that. I love that. And that is that is the bottom line, is it not? Being you. Wow. And being me. That's wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today on Unique Leaders Live. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm just going to say goodbye to our guests. And if you just hang out in the green room for a minute, and I'll be right back. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our time with Dr. Mon as much as I did. And as I asked earlier, please do share this out. It is such a compelling story full of not only his journey, but his heart and wisdom that will 
give you some food for thought, as they say. So please do share that out. And then on Tuesday, it will be on uh, all the podcasting platforms. So you'll be able to enjoy it. And it is right now on YouTube. So do please go there. And my story, which is kind of hand in glove with Dr. Aman, what he was sharing is called Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early, never too late to create the life of your dreams. So it is at no charge ebook on uh, my uh, website, megandimartino.com. Also, you can find it on Amazon. It went to number one in four categories in 2020, but it is there for you. And recently we put our audio book up on Instagram, where you can also go and put in the word hope, and you can also download the ebook, but also get the audiobook. And it soon will be on our website as well. So just finished, just finished. So it's, you know, really a wonderful, um, it is my story, yes, but it also is a snapshot of New York and uh, my journey, you know, as a New York girl back in the 50s and on with my dreams, goals, and aspirations, and never stopping and just being me, as Dr. Aman just shared. So do, that is my gift to you. Please go and enjoy it. And soon, my programs called Propel will be available as well, and I'll share more of that as the weeks come on, but they that is coming very, very soon. But it's a business and life activation program to start, scale, and sustain the business and life of your dreams. So with that, I say thank you so much for joining me today on Unique Leaders. And next Friday, we will all be back with another wonderful guest. Thank you and be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandimartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.